Hi everyone, welcome to Book Insights. I'm your host, Tom Butler-Bowden. The podcast is pretty simple. We do in-depth exploration of the best non-fiction books. Each title is selected to help improve your work or your life, or just make you think. I'll give a brief intro for some context, then we'll jump into the 30-minute Book Insight. Each one was written by experts and performed by professional voice actors. So today, we're looking at a book that caused quite a stir when it was released back in 2013 and even coined a new phrase. In 2012, Forbes magazine put Facebook's Sheryl Sandberg at number five on its most powerful women list, ahead of Michelle Obama. Sandberg reveals in her book, Lean In, that she felt embarrassed and exposed. She told everyone that the list was ridiculous and unscientific and got colleagues to take their post of it on Facebook down. Then, her executive assistant took her aside and told her to stop trying to disown the piece and just say thank you. After all, what man would have acted the way she did? And she's the second most senior person at Facebook. She isn't alone. Studies have shown that some women feel like imposters in their roles and are an unfairly harsh judge of their own performance. Men, on the other hand, tend to do the opposite, judging their performance as better than it actually is. Many women seem to hate having the word power or powerful ascribed to them. Yet to do anything to break new ground, Sandberg admits, you can be sure that you will not be liked by everyone. She relates in the book how, in her first performance review with Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, he told Cheryl that there was one thing that might hold her back, her desire to be liked by everyone. But after she let this unconscious desire go, it emboldened her not just within Facebook, but led her to put her head above the parapet and speak out on issues to do with women and work. Writing this book is not just me encouraging others to lean in, she says, this is me leaning in. There's of course a very long list of women who've made big contributions in the computer industry, but it seems that perceptions take time to shift. Real change will come, Sandberg says, when powerful women are less of an exception. I myself was lucky to grow up around powerful women, so some of the things in the book came as a bit of a surprise. I guess not everyone has such role models in their lives, so in writing her book, Sandberg is providing a real service. Keep listening to the end though, because we look into how the world may have changed since Sandberg wrote Lean In, the criticism still swirling around it, and what still needs to be done to achieve workplace equality. Anyway, I hope that whatever gender you are, our Book Insights sparks some thought. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Book Insights podcast so you never miss a new weekly episode. And if you'd like unlimited 24-7 access to our library of over 100 Book Insights, just go to memo.com slash insights. Okay, let's dive into Lean In by Cheryl Sandberg. If you look at the 2018 Fortune 500 list, there are more Jameses than there are female CEOs. In the Republican Party, there are more Johns than women. These statistics alarm Sheryl Sandberg. There's a chance they alarm you too. And the problem is this. Women are not making it to the top of any profession anywhere in the world. That's Sandberg in her TED Talk. The title is, Why We Have Too Few Women Leaders. Critics argued that Sandberg prized women who fought for the top jobs over women who didn't define themselves through ambition. 
But her argument is that more female leadership across all fields and industries will lead to fairer treatment for all women, both in and out of the workplace. This would also lessen the pressure on women to conform, regardless of what they're conforming to. Essentially, you can't change the conversation if you aren't a part of it. She wrote a book on the subject. It's called Lean In, Women, Work, and the Will to Lead. It's about leadership at the top level. The blunt truth is that men still run the world. This is the result of the ultimate chicken and egg situation. The chicken is that women will be in positions to break down external barriers and create change once they achieve leadership roles. The egg is that we need to eliminate a vast and complex web of external barriers in order to get women into those roles in the first place. In Lean In, Sandberg addresses the chicken. She also fully supports those looking at the egg. In this book insight, we'll explore Lean In through four key points. First, a woman's place. Why are there so few women leaders? Second, Heidi versus Howard, the question of likability. Third, the children factor. And fourth, can you have it all? We'll conclude by looking at the book's wider value and impact and addressing some of the criticisms lobbied against it. Sandberg assumed the gender playing field was leveled when she arrived at Harvard in 1987. Her grandmother, Rosalind Einhorn, grew up in a small, crowded apartment in New York City with several brothers and male cousins. The boys were addressed by their given names. Rosalind and her sisters were referred to only as girly, and the girlies didn't attend school during the Great Depression. They helped run a proper home. But Sandberg was optimistic that this was eradicated by second- and third-wave feminism. In many ways, the status quo had changed. Women could vote and enter higher education, but what remained were inequalities far more subtle and therefore more difficult to acknowledge and challenge. There were more choices, but were they ones that women felt free to make? Highly trained and skilled women were dropping out of the workforce in ever-increasing numbers. As more women stopped working, institutions invested in their male counterparts, who were statistically more likely to stay. This strengthened the external barriers to women taking on leadership roles. The reason for this are many, varied, and hugely individual. Underlying issues reflect wider inequalities and prejudices. One cause is that career progression often involves taking risks and advocating for yourself, traits that are still discouraged in girls. Sandberg is candid about her own experience growing up as the bossy one in her family. She recalls the speech that her younger brother and sister gave at her wedding to Dave Goldberg. They teased that they were Cheryl's first employees and that Cheryl never actually played as a child, but really just organized other children's play. Although spoken with love and affection, these remarks point to a deeper-seated issue. Little girls aren't meant to be in charge. Nobody calls little boys bossy. These messages are reinforced and become ever harder to undo. In 2015, the pen company, BIC, had to apologize for an advert it ran in South Africa on Women's Day, no less. It encouraged women to look like a girl, act like a lady, think like a man, work like a boss. BIC unwittingly stumbled upon the stereotypes and prejudices that females will face throughout their lives. When members of a group are made aware of a negative stereotype associated with them, they're more likely to perpetuate that stereotype. An off-sided example of this is that stereotypically, boys are better than girls at STEM subjects. When girls are reminded of their gender before a math or science test, they perform worse than they would have done otherwise. 
These stereotypes play out in the workplace in several ways. Women are less likely to apply for roles that they don't feel 100% qualified for. Other, less statistics-friendly examples are more difficult to address, therefore harder to fix. Samberg remarked on this phenomenon of women needing to keep their hands up in her TED Talk. Here she is retelling a story told to her by a female colleague. I learned that I need to keep my hand up. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you're giving this talk, and then you said you're going to take two more questions. And I had my hand up with lots of other people, and then you took two more questions, and I put my hand down, and I noticed all the women put their hand down, and then you took more questions, only from the men. Women are less likely to keep their hands up, literally and metaphorically. Women are less likely to speak up. They're less likely to vouch for themselves and less likely to believe in their own ability and skills. Sandberg admitted feeling incredibly sheepish about Forbes listing her fifth on the powerful women list in 2011. She tried to underplay the accolade and brushed it off as a mistake. A female Facebook colleague pointed out that her attitude set a terrible example in giving in to her insecurity and attempting to undermine her own achievements. Sandberg wasn't putting her hand up. Sandberg also believes that women need to sit at the table. She once attended a Facebook meeting for the then Treasury Secretary. She included this story in her TED Talk. Everyone kind of sat at the table, and then he had these two women who were traveling with him who were pretty senior in his department, and I kind of said to them, sit at the table, come on, sit at the table. And they sat on the side of the room. They had every right to sit at the table, but by choosing not to, they seemed like spectators watching from the sidelines. This was a watershed moment for Sandberg. It was live action proof of both the internal and external barriers that women face. Today, we've begun our discussion on Lean In by Cheryl Sandberg. It's about leadership and why these roles aren't being filled by women. We've gone over some of the reasons for this so far. Society discourages girls from taking more powerful roles through societal pressures and negative stereotypes. She's learned two solutions to this through personal stories. Keep your hand up and sit at the table. When we return, we'll discuss how likability affects who gets to lead. Enjoying this episode of Book Insights? If so, keep listening and learning. There's a collection of over 100 titles you can read or listen to now at memodapp.com slash insights. That's M-E-M-O-D-A-P-P dot com slash insights. A self-declared feminist, Sandberg is the chief operating officer of Facebook, a company she joined in 2008. She reportedly got the job when she met Mark Zuckerberg at a Christmas party. Before Facebook, she was VP of Global Online Sales and Operations at Google. Given her role at the top of these companies, Sandberg is undoubtedly writing and proselytizing from an inherently elite and privileged situation, which she acknowledges. Here she is in her TED Talk discussing the heart of the problem that Lean In is all about. In the corporate sector, women at the top, C-level jobs, board seats, tops out at 15 16%. The numbers have not moved since 2002 and are going in the wrong direction. Previously, we've covered some of the reasons why statistics don't show an equilibrium of power distribution. Women need to keep their hands raised and sit at the table. This time, we're going to cover the differences between Heidi and Howard. So all women need to do is bury their insecurities, confound expectations, ignore every stereotype that's been thrown at them since they were born, work hard, always put up their hand, and keep it there. 
and sit at the table, all in an environment that's likely to be male-dominated. How difficult can it be? Well, they'll also need to smile the whole time through. Sandberg cites an alternately fascinating and troubling study into female likability in the workplace. In 2003, Columbia Business School professor Francis Flynn and New York University professor Cameron Anderson ran an experiment. They took a real-life case study of a venture capitalist called Heidi Roizen. Roizen was highly successful, and the case study praised her for her outgoing personality and vast and professional network that included many of the most powerful business leaders in the technology sector. Here is Sandberg in her TED Talk revealing the experiment. And he gave that case out, both of them, to two groups of students. He changed exactly one word, Heidi to Howard. But that one word made a really big difference. The students were then polled on their impression of Heidi and Howard. In terms of competency, the students rated them equal, which makes sense since their achievements were the same. But Howard was unanimously seen as the more personable and appealing of the two. Heidi was considered selfish and not the type of person you'd want to hire or work for. When a man is successful, both genders like him. When a woman is successful, both genders like her less. What are the implications of this study? That it's not possible to be a well-liked woman in the workplace and also be successful? Or women must work an awful lot harder to win people over. And why might this be the case? Because Heidi didn't do what was expected of her. It's those harmless stereotypes again. They have a real and empirical effect on women and their careers. Sandberg experienced this firsthand when she joined Facebook as COO. She was seen as aggressive, difficult, and not a team player by people within the organization. The Heidi versus Howard survey is from 2003, and one would hope that attitudes have moved on. But these perceptions were writ large in the 2016 Clinton versus Trump election. Will Donald's, assuming he can't figure out how to get out of it. Uh, but what we want to do is to replenish the Social Such a Security nasty Trust woman. Fund by making sure... Hillary Clinton has even become slang for a woman who hit her head on the glass ceiling a few too many times. It is this ultimate damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't situation. Stats show that when a woman mentions her past successes and explains how she's qualified for the role, she can actually lower her chances of getting hired. Talk about a double bind. Yet another issue that Professor Flynn identified is that of gender discount. When a man helps a colleague, the recipient feels an indebtedness, and they're more likely to return the favor. But when a woman helps a colleague, she's just being her normal nurturing self. The indebtedness is weaker. Women pay a professional penalty for their inferred willingness to assist and support others. In negotiating a raise or promotion, saying, we had a great year, is far more likely to be successful than saying, I had a great year. But crucially, women can't be too nice. Nice sends a message that the woman is willing to sacrifice pay to be liked by others. Instead, women must be relentlessly pleasant, a phrase coined by President of the University of Michigan, Mary Sue Coleman. Women must be able to combine niceness with insistence. Clearly, it's not an ideal solution. Get to the top by playing by the rules that are trying to stop you getting to the top? It's far from a perfect answer, but it's a means to a desirable end. Perhaps it's the only answer for right now. San Francisco Magazine ran an issue in November 2011 that profiled female entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. They illustrated the story by superimposing the featured women's heads onto male bodies, and in doing so sent a clear message. Successful entrepreneurs wear hoodies and jeans. A chapter in 2015 bestseller, Zero to One, features illustrations of Steve Jobs, 
Elon Musk, and Mark Zuckerberg, among others. The only women included are two pop stars, one of whom is a peculiarly topless Lady Gaga. Let's take a moment to recap. We saw how men who are successful are likely to be more well-liked than women who are successful, and addressed perceptions of success. Next up, we'll look at children, and how having them, or not, might impact your career. Then we'll conclude with the ultimate question for women who work. Can you have it all? Enjoying this episode of Book Insights? If so, keep listening and learning. There's a collection of over 100 titles you can read or listen to now at memodapp.com slash insights. That's M-E-M-O-D-A-P-P dot com slash insights. Several years after Sheryl Sandberg gave that initial TED Talk, she was welcomed back to give a follow-up discussion. She stated that the discussion terrified her. And I talked to a bunch of people about, should I give a speech at TED Women about women? And they said, oh, no, no. It will end your business career. You cannot be a serious business executive and speak about being a woman. You'll never be taken seriously again. Clearly, she conquered her fears and got up on stage. But this illuminates a point. It's a faux pas to be a woman and talk about being a woman on a job. Not only did she give her TED Talk on the subject of leadership and women, but she compiled her arguments into a book. It's called Lean In, Women, Work, and the Will to Lead. We've covered two of the book's major subjects so far, why women aren't holding more leadership roles, and why people seem to like Howard more than Heidi. We're concluding our discussion today by going over children in the workplace, and we'll then ask, can you have it all? Only women can give birth, and the majority of primary caregivers are the mother. Women are more likely to drop out of the workforce because of these reasons. Sandberg asks us to imagine that a career is like a marathon, a long, grueling, and ultimately rewarding endeavor. Imagine a crowd at the starting line of this marathon. As the race proceeds, the men get cheered on to win, but the women get comments like, you know you don't have to do this, or good start, but you probably won't want to finish. The external voices keep questioning the wisdom of the woman running and even get derisive. Some spectators shout, why are you running when your children need you at home? If there's no paradigm shift to make finishing the race more possible, the winners will always be the same and the rules of the race won't ever change. When it comes to planning how to integrate your career and family, thinking too far ahead can put you at a disadvantage and women are more likely than men to plan ahead, way ahead. Always being conscious of the problems that lie ahead will impact on your career decisions. A woman rarely makes one instantaneous decision to leave the workforce. Her departure will often be an accumulation of politely declined opportunities, along with sacrifices and accommodations. Women mentally leave before they've even left. The time leading up to having children isn't the best time to start leaning back. They're the critical time to lean in. Her advice regarding children and work is, don't leave before you've left. Leaning in won't always be possible, desirable, or advisable. Sandberg's second piece is to make your partner a real partner. Here is Sandberg on her TED Talk, describing why this is important. I've become convinced that we've made more progress in the workforce than we have in the home. The data shows this very clearly. When a couple announces their pregnancy, they're both congratulated. But the mother will be asked, what are you planning to do about work? Men aren't asked this question. Men are permitted to talk about babysitting, but not women. Your partner must be your partner 
in every way. Sharing responsibility means sharing responsibility. It doesn't mean delegating. What does it mean to ask, can you have it all? First, what does it mean? A high-flying career? A great husband? A great home? Women who had it all were a popular myth in the 90s. A generation of girls and young women grew up seeing their mothers trying to do it all. They ultimately decided something had to give, and that was usually their careers. Men don't ask this question. Of course they can have a career and a family. No matter what any of us has, no one has it all. Anne-Marie Slaughter wrote a counterpoint entitled Why Women Still Can't Have It All. She wrote that Sandberg's plea for women to sit at the table contains more than a note of reproach. Slaughter herself believes that women can have it all, but not today, not with the way America's economy and society are currently structured. Sandberg might phrase it differently, but the point is the same. One of Sandberg's favorite axioms is done is better than perfect. We need to rethink how we see the work-life balance. We should bring our whole selves to work. That includes being emotional and crying at work, something Sandberg says she's done on multiple occasions. Sharing emotions builds deeper relationships. Motivation is tied to caring about what you do. It also comes from working with people who we care about. Sandberg knows many women who don't even discuss their children at work out of fear that their priorities will be questioned. Here's Sandberg at the follow-up TED Talk discussing what this fear stems from. You never talk about being a woman because someone might notice that you're a woman, right? <laughs> they might notice, or worse, if you say woman, people on the other end of the table think you're asking for special treatment or complaining, or worse, about to sue them. And so I went through... <laughs> Every job at some point relies on human connection. Why should women feel that they must conceal that they can create humans? The goal should be authenticity over perfection. So what criticisms can be levied at Sandberg and Lean In? Sandberg is super rich. She's in an exceptionally privileged and hyper-connected position. At times, Lean In can read like a who's who of successful Americans. But her advantageous situation doesn't detract from her core argument. We need change. And in order to make that happen, we need more women in positions of power. By remarking on Sandberg's privilege, we're just feeding into the exact perceptions that she strives to dismantle. The most problematic moment is Sandberg's glaring omission of single parents. It's a misstep she later apologized for in the wake of her husband's sudden death. She might wish she dug deeper when it came to Mark Zuckerberg. He's been a bastion of the Silicon Valley Boys Club that Sandberg wants to dissolve. When the president calls breastfeeding disgusting, it's unlikely that maternity leave policy will progress under his charge. Gender equality and women's rights have many miles to go after the controversial appointment of Brett Kavanaugh as Supreme Court Justice. The fact that leaning in, and even leaning in so hard you fall on your face, have become part of everyday parlance is testament to her influence and the impact that the book has had. We've covered Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg by focusing on its four key points. We started with why so few women hold leadership roles. To combat this, keep your hand up and always sit at the table. Then we covered the likability difference between Heidi and Howard. We then went over how to deal with children in the workplace and what it means to have it all. Let's close with the question that got Sandberg up on the stage for her TED Talk. And I asked myself the question, Mark Zuckerberg, my, the founder at Facebook and you know my boss, asked all of us, which is, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? And the answer to what I would do if I wasn't afraid is I would get on the TED stage and talk about women and leadership. And I did.
and survived. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Book Insights. Check out the rest of our content at memodap.com. Please keep in mind that the information provided in or through our Book Insights episodes is for educational and informational purposes only. It's not intended to be a substitute for advice given by qualified professionals and should not be relied upon to disregard or delay seeking professional advice.